In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who has come in order to make us a family, through the work of Jesus, who is our head. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, a common ancestor... That's kind of a, a big deal. Um, and if you think about it, you can, you can probably think back to um, uh, some of those people that you were talking about maybe before the service. And you can think back to all of the people that came from that one common ancestor. If you, you think back to even uh, your, your grandfather or your great-grandfather or your great-great-grandmother or whoever it was that you hold as a common ancestor, that person is, is kind of significant and kind of important. And it's kind of interesting to think about all of the people that came from that person. That, that we, we as humans, we have this sort of multiplying effect in the world. And that has become something that has been, well, kind of interesting to a lot of people in the scientific community. Because as we look further and further and, and try to find a common ancestor for all of humanity, uh, we, we're trying to look for something kind of specific there. We're, we're looking for a, a common ancestor who might explain all of, well, just kind of this humanness and why we are the way that we are and what kind of things we share with the people around us. And you think about it. You, you think about the things that you, you do share, the, the commonalities that you share with the people around you. you. You think about how you're related to people around you. And sometimes that's not even in terms of being related in terms of a common ancestor, but there's something else that you hold in common. Maybe it's that we hold in common that we are Americans, or that we are Knowles, or that we are Gators, or that we are whatever we are. And there's sort of this commonality, and that commonality is an important thing to us. And that commonality, a lot of times, it helps define who we are. It helps define who we are, not in terms of how we're different than everybody in that group, but rather how we're different from every other group that's out there. And so if you feel like you're a part of this particular thing that, that is held in common by you and another group of people, you know that that is what you hold together. So maybe you, you hold together that you have this Lutheran identity and you, you say, well, I'm a Lutheran and I know that other people are not Lutherans and so therefore I'm going to share that in common. Or maybe it's just even being a Christian. Maybe you say, well, I'm a Christian and I know that there are lots of people out there who are not Christians, but I hold this together with all people who are Christians. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something related to your job where you say, well, I am this and I hold that in common with all of the people that hold that with me. Maybe it's where you went to school. Maybe it's where you're going to school. Whatever it is, that thing that you hold in common with that group of people, well, it, it gives you an affinity for those people, and it, it kind of ties you together with them in some sort of mystical way, in a way that is crazy in terms of if you meet somebody who's a part of that group a lot of times and you see them in some place where you're not used to seeing somebody who's a part of that group, then you sort of rejoice and you go, wow, I had no idea that there would be somebody walking through the airport with a Concordia Seminary sweatshirt on. 
But sure enough, if I see that person, I am going to go out of my way, you know, leap over the people mover, tackle them, and say, hey, I went to Concordia Seminary also. And whatever that is for you. Maybe you don't get quite as excited about whatever it is, but there's something to that commonality. Something to that thing that you hold all together. And that's what Paul is starting to talk about in this section of Ephesians. So, so far, he's been writing to the people of Ephesus. He's been writing, in fact, probably to all of the churches in that Mediterranean area. And he has been saying, hey, there's something that we all hold in common. That something that we all hold in common is Jesus. And specifically, that Jesus has made us a part of his body. That Jesus has made us a part of his body and that he is the head. That he is the thing that gives the orders to the rest of the body. Because that's what your head does, at least most of the time. Sometimes there's something else. But most of the time, it's the head that's giving you instructions on what to do with your body. Sometimes you have weird kind of spasms and that's something completely different. And so that's what Paul's talking about. And so here, he's kind of transitioning from uh, one part to another. And as he's transitioning, he's going into this explanation of prayer. And as he goes into this explanation of prayer, he says, I bow my knee before, basically, the father of all fatherhoods. So, so basically, he, he's saying in this section, I am giving thanks to the ultimate in things that hold us all in common. That anything that has a lineage, that that lineage goes back to God the Father. And sure enough, that's, that's what we confess as human beings. It's what we confess as Christians, that at some level, we share a commonality with every person in this room. And not only that, we share a commonality with every piece of wood in this room. We share a commonality with every air molecule in this room. We share a commonality with every atom in this room. In that, all of those things are created by God the Father. That when God was creating the world, he said, let there be, and there was. And it's interesting. Today, in, in uh, scientific uh, exploration, they think that there was this one single-celled organism called LUCA. And LUCA was the, the sort of genesis point for all living creatures. And that that one genesis point was much earlier than what they even thought it, it was before that. That, um, uh, that this is a, an extreme understanding of how early life began. And it's amazing how that gets closer and closer and closer to a belief that says, well, of course... There, there's something that we all share in common because we all share in common this God the Father. This God the Father who said, I am the head of all lineages that were out there. That God the Father is the head of your lineage no matter how far back you can trace that or how narrowly you can trace that. Maybe you don't even know who your grandfather was. Maybe you come from a family where you were adopted and you're not quite sure even where 
your, even your, your most recent parents come from. And yet, God has said, I am the person who stands behind of all of that lineage. But not only that lineage, but the lineage of your Labrador retriever at home. The lineage of the rose bush that is outside of your home. The lineage of all of the things that you engage and have any kind of freight with. God has said, all of that, all of that is mine. I'm at the head of all of that lineage. But then it gets to be kind of interesting in terms of why this matters to us. Because a lot of times I think we try to look back in our lineage in order to find where possibly things went wrong, right? We, we start looking back in order to see, well, who was my first ancestor who had cancer? Who was my first ancestor who had some kind of disease? My, in my family, there's this kind of weird autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis. And, uh, and uh, we, we've been kind of looking back, and, and it's been sort of undiagnosed before this. So we don't know who had that weird mutation first. But now we're kind of looking back and we're trying to look at pictures and say, okay, well, who had this one in the first place? How, how do we trace that back? And that's what we do in our personal lives too. In our personal lives, I, I think we, we try to look back sometimes. We find ourselves in difficult situations where we go, hey, I am not feeling good. I'm uncomfortable. I'm in pain. People hate me. How do I find myself in this uncomfortable situation where everything seems like it's gone wrong? And so then what we do is we track backwards. We track backwards in our lives, just like we track backwards in our genealogies. And we start to try to figure out, okay, where did things go wrong? And I think a part of the reason that we try to track back and try to go to those places where we think that something went wrong is that we think sort of magically in our heads that if we just figure out where it was that we first went wrong, well, then we can change our lives. You know, maybe somebody is going to invent a time machine and I can go back to that time when I was six years old and I committed that sin that was the defining sin in my life. And I can do it all differently. Or maybe even if I just think about what that was, then I can start to figure out all of the dysfunction that came out of that, and maybe I can shift my life. But God has a different answer. God, in fact, has, has a better answer. God says, I'm in charge of all of this lineage. And as God looks at the lineage that has come out from him. He looks at our lives. He looks at our earth. He looks at our world. And he says, man, this is messed up. And it's not just looking at your life that he says, this is messed up. He looks at everything. He looks at your Labrador retriever and says, this is messed up. This is not acting the way that it should. And sometimes you say the same thing. But instead of going back in that lineage, God does something that is different. Instead of going back into the past, God said, let the past be what the past is. We're going to focus on the present. We're going to focus 
and what's happening in your life now. And that's the beauty of forgiveness. That's the beauty of salvation. That's the beauty of your baptism. Because all of those things are now things. Sure, they might be tied to specific moments, but they're all now. Because realistically, you're not saved unless you're safe. If there's no present tense reality to what's going on in your life, the past tense reality doesn't make any difference. So God says, not only are you saved, not only are you baptized, not only are you redeemed, but all of those things are yours now in the present tense. Which is why we need to be reminded of that time and time again. And that's why Paul is reminding these Ephesians of exactly that. That the God who is in the head of all of these lineages, has sent his son in order to be our present tense help. So that if you feel like you're a disciple and you're crossing the Sea of Gennesaret and all of a sudden you see a ghost and it causes you to rethink everything about your life, because you know it did for them, that God says, just as Jesus said, In the present tense, don't be afraid. I have the present covered. And that's really what draws us all together as a family. Because family is also a present tense experience. You're not a family if somehow that has ceased to be. Your family is your present tense experience. It's that present tense relationship. And that's what we celebrate today. Is that in that present tense experience of who we are as a family, as a family in God, that we are uniting with us new members of our family. That Sandra and Dagmar are going to come up here and we're going to celebrate their present tense joining of of this congregation, of, of this community And we're going to celebrate the present tense reality of that. At the same time, remembering our present tense reality of being a part of this community as well. And at the same time as that, remembering our present tense relationship to the Father who is the Father of all. So now may you, this week... May you remember that you have the common ancestor of the Holy Trinity. May you remember that that common ancestor has not only created your body, he has redeemed it as well, and he is sanctifying it today. And that all of those things are present tense. And may you believe that so much that you're able to walk out of this place, out of this room, And live your life, not obsessing over the past, not even obsessing over the future, but living into this present that God has given you. Amen.